Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Wednesday, June 29th. A pop-up episode. We've got Florida State's offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, Alex Atkins. Coach, how you doing today? I'm good, brother. Glad you're having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for hanging out. We certainly do appreciate it. We're talking a little bit off air. You are a coleslaw guy, but not necessarily at a chicken tender place, but you love you some Guthrie's, right? Oh, man. I, I love the chicken strips at Guthrie's, but I don't, I don't have the uh, and I, that was the first time I've ever been offered coleslaw with, with chicken strips. It's kind of a weird combo. Like fries <laughs> make sense, but eating well, coleslaw in your car at I come from Chicago. When I moved to Memphis, they put coleslaw on hot dogs. I had never seen that before. Coming I from don't Chicago. mind that. Yeah, but it was good. That. I was like, y'all, y'all, they call them slaw dogs. I was like, yeah. yeah. But then I went to uh, the varsity in Atlanta. And it, was, you know, it was pretty good. You... I mean, you also were in Charlotte, so you also you've had coleslaw on some sandwiches too, on some barbecue, right? Well, yeah, you know, we we've had it um, in Chicago. We get them on sandwiches where you get like the um, the you can get a Reuben that has coleslaw on it, yeah. you know, slaw on it, and things like that. But nothing as far as like anything else. I seen people do it with fish and things like that, but I never got it with chicken strips. Yeah. Um. All right, we'll get into the important stuff here in a minute, but you're a sharp guy. We had Michael Alford on yesterday, and he says that he dresses better than you. Is that true, or Man, do you? Every time I see him, he'd be saucy. Like I'd be like, you don't, you don't, you don't take a day off, man. Like I see him the other day, we were on vacation. I saw him Monday, he was saucy. I said, man, I gotta actually put some effort in. I just think you like, you like your consistency of sauce is crazy right now. He uh, he also like you're out there on the field, like you got shorts and a t-shirt on because it's a million degrees in Tallahassee. He's walking around with like blazer and stuff like that. Like he takes no days off. Right, he is the epitome of no days off. Like, <laughs> like what's the Snoop Dogg mean? He don't miss. <laughs> he don't miss. It don't matter what's going on. He's going to be him. That's epic. That's epic. All right, cool. We'll get into a little bit of football, keep you for a few minutes, and, and let you get on with your day. Um, busy busy last few months uh, for you. Uh, I think Brendan Sinone reported that we've added 10. Um, we've had 10 offensive line additions between – the recruiting the 2022 recruiting class and the transfer portal um can you just talk a little bit about the you know not not individually but just the additions to that room um the confidence that you have in that group and the guys that are returning like dylan and, and the rest of the guys that are coming back but just the confidence and what you kind of have right now in, in mind for the offensive line what i love about the room is they've all welcomed the competition you know, they, they they to be honest with you, the O line has has got the the guys added to the room because they want it. You know, every guy that comes through this program touches the line that already here in some form or fashion. So, you know, you got to have that kind of buy in from your group to even get this done. So, I've been proud of those guys. When we say, you know, Florida State, now the offensive line at Florida State have accepted the newcomers and really wanted that challenge and to get this room as best as possibly we can make it. Um, we talked a little bit about recruiting off air and you guys just had a really, really busy June, um, Mm -hmm. with official visits and things like that. We've talked to several players, um, whether it be current guys, you're you're recruiting guys that just committed to you in the last class transfers, um, guys that you're recruiting in this class. And the big thing that kind of comes back it with, when we talk with players with you is, um, the relationship that they feel like they they develop with you, and um, you don't just powder powder them up like you're you're pretty hard on them, and you critique them pretty hard. And you know other mm-hmm. other places that they may go may tell them like, oh, here's here's what you do well, 
uh, when they're looking at film and you kind of do the opposite. You, you tell them like how they can get better, right? Not to dog them, but you know, we've, we've heard those two things consistently, the way you critique and, and the relationships. Can you just kind of speak to that recruiting process and kind of what goes into that? I believe that um, now that this is kind of getting out there, most people are probably going to kind of start doing this now. You know, everybody kind of follows patterns, but <laughs> I try to be authentically to myself, you know, and, and, and when I'm sitting there and I'm sitting opposite or, or on a phone opposite of a young man, I try to say, what would I want to hear? You know, and, and, and how do I want it to be? My worst fear is for me to get a player during recruiting and they come here and they tell me that they're, I'm different than when I was when I recruited them. I have a genuine fear for that because I don't want that to ever occur. So I, I tell them up straight, like, this is what I'm going to be. This is who I am. So let's start that now, you know, and, and, and I think anytime, you know, somebody feels that honesty and genuine, I think it's a, it's a good feeling to have even throughout us and our own relationship. That's what we want. So it's no different in recruiting. Yeah, and with that, I, I kind of want to touch on the portal a little bit because, you know, obviously when there's needs, the portal can be great because, you know, you can get an experienced guy to come in here and help out right away. But kind of to your point about being authentic in the high school recruiting process, you also have to recruit your own roster because kids can just leave any time they want to. So how mm -hmm. tough is that balancing getting kids from the portal while also maintaining your own roster saying, look, guys, well, we want to keep you here as well? Coach Novell institutes um, a place of honesty and truth. He tells us, you know, tell them what it is. We have individual meetings with our guys after the season and after the spring, and he really stresses us to be transparent. Don't tell them something just because you think they want to hear it. And also, if you give them things to correct and if you give them things to do and you tell them that's what they need and they do those things you said do, but you don't uphold your end of the deal and, and give them the plan time they want or give them the, the experience that they want or they're looking for, then – you're in trouble. So it's really being transparent, open, and honest. It's making coaches be relationship-based and honest, I think, as it ever been in, in, in college football. Yeah, we kind of saw that pay off. But, you know, one of the 10 offensive linemen, you had a relationship with already at Charlotte, Dimitri. Um, mm -hmm. What was that conversation like? Getting him, uh, you know, did he reach out to you or did he enter the portal and you saw him and say, hey, I, I know what this kid can do. I'm bringing him to Tallahassee. Um, but definitely, again, goes to show those relationships, they go beyond National Signing Day whenever, uh, however far along it may go. Mm -hmm. Well, I told Meach when he got in the portal, I wasn't taking him. I said, you know, hey, when he got in the portal, he reached to me the first time. I said, no, nah, man, we're not messing with you. We don't have a spot because it was still a chance he could stay in Charlotte. And, you know, Will Healy, I worked for him when I was in Charlotte. So I was like, no, nah, man, you, you go through this deal and you make sure this is what you want to do because that program has looked out for you a lot you face some adversity while you were there. So I didn't, I didn't, I told him that. And then, you know, he started getting recruiting, got some offers, you know, from other ACC opponents. And, um, and then he came back and said, no, nah, coach, I mean, I'm leaving here. You know, what you want to do? I said, no, nah, I still told him no. And then uh, as an advance, he said, coach, I'm coming to play for you. I don't care if it's with scholarship, without, I'm coming to play for you. I'm not going back to Charlotte. So I want to play for you my last year. And, and, and that was a, that was a real honor for me. So, I said, man, let's go then, you know, and we were able to work it out and get it done. And and, and now he's he's really doing a really good job for us. Since you've taken over as OC, can you talk just a little bit about how your relationship outside of um, the offensive line has, has changed? Maybe with guys like Travis, some of the skill guys um, to where you probably are. You know, I know you always kind of interacted with those other guys before, but how how that has has changed a little bit for you? 
Travis's growth is unbelievable just because, you know, I tell us to everybody, it's not the Alex Atkins, the Mike Novell, the Florida State, it's the Jordan Travis offense where everything has been tailored, where he knows it so well. We can give him a pretty broad view of what we want to attack. and He can go out there and he can execute it and change the plays and make the checks that he wants to make sure we're successful. So, you know, the, the, his growth has increased our chance of being more successful on offense. And, and it's just been amazing to watch. Now, I've always interacted with everybody, but being in this role gives me a chance to really more pour in and, and, and have, you know, even deeper conversations to lead the offensive meetings and things like that. So I'm able to kind of, you know, help those guys and, and, and be a beacon to whatever they want to do and, and open conversations of how y'all want this to be because this team is their team. And I'm just here to make sure everything is organized and understanding of how everybody's goals can be reached in one unit. So it's been a fun experience. But, no, I mean, you know, even the addition of the receivers, the um, the new guys we brought in from last year. I mean, it, it, we had most of our team here in the spring, you know, except for a couple of, you know, old linemen. So, I, I mean, this team has it's come so far as far as being a team and growth and culture and, and, and working with each other and the bond they've created with each other and the relationships. It's just been amazing to watch. If you guys are watching us, if you could do a favor and hit that subscribe button, hit the share button, we certainly do appreciate it. Coach, um, you talked a little bit about that culture. We, we chatted with Dylan Gibbons um, not long ago, and he kind of talked about how uh, under you and Coach Norvell, the, the process of accountability has shifted um, within the team to where, you know, when, when he was first got there, a lot of the team, you know, you, you and Coach had to do a lot of the policing or disciplining, and, and that, some of that shifted now to where some of the leaders on the team uh, do that and, and the, their peers hold each other accountable. Can you just talk about that process? Um, how that makes, how, how that maybe makes your job a little easier if, if that's even a, a thing, you know, um, and, and that accountability shift that, that has taken place. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's more just ownership. Um, you know, you know, I always tell them, you know, when you remember the great teams, nobody lists out the assistant coaches that were on the team. You know, they talk about the head coach and they talk about the players. And more importantly, they talk about the players. So this can be whatever you want it to be, you know, and and that's our job to put you in the best situation and give you opportunity to be successful. But when they talk about this football team, they're going to talk about the players and the head coach because it's just your team. So when you saw that accountability and that ownership taking over, now that made us, you know, even want to work harder as coaches to make sure we're giving them opportunities, but also take a step back and say, what do you all want? How do y'all want this to be? How do you want this to look? And we can change things that we've done in the past to make sure it's a fit both ways. And I think it's been amazing. Coach, you kind of took a leap of faith, you know, giving up a play calling offense coordinator position to come to Florida State and be the offensive line coach. Um, how much of it was Norville's history of having assistants promoted um, and seeing him, you know, encourage that growth with his assistants? I'm sure he talks to you about a succession plan about, hey, you know, Kenny's going to go do his own thing soon enough and you could be next in line if you show it. Um, how, how tough was it to give up an OC job for what would on paper seem like a demotion, but obviously coming to Florida State's a big deal. Um, but just that faith that you had to have in Coach Norvell to do so. I mean, Coach was very transparent. You know, he offered the job for what it was. And what I saw was a, a chance to humble myself because if I want to call plays, I need to work for somebody who's done it at a, at a better way, better than I have. And he did an amazing job when he was at Arizona State, Memphis, and even before. So I took myself and I said, hey, look, if you want to call plays, you want to run an offense, go learn from somebody who's done it and done it at a high, high level. I mean, at the time, you talked about offense, Mike Novell was in every conversation. So I said, I'm going to go work now. As far as the coordinator responsibility, that was my job to try to show value and learn what, he, what 
basically took the, the big picture and, and try to put myself in position for the opportunity if the opportunity ever came. Coach was transparent. He said, I've never had an O-line guy as a coordinator. You know, he was very transparent. He said, you know, but if you if you show the value in it and you prove that you can handle it, yeah, of course I'll, I'll, I'll have an opportunity for you. But, you know, he didn't start that way. You know, I had to, you know, I had to make sure I put myself in position when the opportunity came and, and Coach stayed true to who he was. He said, you know, if you show these things, I'll give you an opportunity. So, you know, it was just really learning from him, and I'm continuing to learn from him and also, you know, taking a responsibility of, of um, you know, coordinating the offense. But, yeah, it was a leap of faith. But, you know, also, like you said, I'm coming to Florida State. I mean, you you come to Florida State, it's not it's not an easy thing to say no to. You see that logo. <laughs> you see Osceola and Renegade. You see the history, the tradition. you in Tallahassee. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't too much thought put into it. And I know a lot of Florida State fans had so, so many strokes, many heart attacks a few months ago because, you know, there were reports that other, you know, big dog schools, they were coming after you pretty hard. Um, and you chose to stay at Florida State. You know, is it because kind of everything that Mike told you when he, you know, courted you to come to Florida State, you know, came to fruition. Uh, and here we are now and you're ready to just see this thing through because a lot of guys, including me, DJ, were a little scared. Like, we cannot lose Atkins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't... <laughs> I don't see much of that going on on social media. I think more of I'm at the, in my lifetime, I'm at the original big dog. You know, Florida State was the original big dog in my lifetime. So, you know, I, I seen what this what this place is once it's once it's rolling and, and, and we're moving toward that. And I truly believe that. And if you truly believe something, then, you know, you, your heart is convicted. And, and mine was convicted that I know what we can do here. I know what we can accomplish. I know what we can bring in. And I, I'm actually seeing these guys day to day working and bond with each other. So I want to, you know, I want to be around that. I want to be a part of them because I know what they're about to do. And and I couldn't, I didn't want to miss that opportunity to be able to do that. In, in looking ahead to fall camp and, and getting ready for Duquesne and LSU after that, um, you had to go, you got to go through spring camp. Do you guys know exactly what your game day role is going to be as far as on the box or, or on the sideline or in the box, you know, who's playing, calling plays, et cetera? How, how much uh, in depth have you guys gone into that? getting prepared for the 2022 campaign what was good is that you know all of us have been working with each other for a long time we hadn't much had much change on our coaching staff you know we lost one 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 coach marv went to be the dc at virginia tech was a promotion for him and we had coach dillingham being able to go you know build a, an offense on his own for a defensive head coach at oregon so other than that we hadn't had much turnover so we have a pretty good solid system in place and um and i tell a lot of coaches that i mean a lot of guys that when you see assistant coaches you know sticking around and staying together you know we, we see what's happening you know because just like players they have the options to leave too um so I, I, we like what we're seeing and what's working and what's coming forward in the future for Florida state but no our, our responsibilities and assignments coach novell is on top of it you know there's not many stones unturned for coach novell so yes we already have a plan of where everybody's going to be we implemented that plan in the spring we even did multiple practices in that system so <laughs> Coach Novell is going to make sure there's no new surprises as we move forward on everything. If, if there's something to be thought of, he's thought about it three times already. When uh, when recruiting battles take place and fans of different teams, you know, freak out on social media because that's just you know every everybody's favorite thing to do. Um, you go up against some pretty big dogs, and and you've won some pretty big battles uh, against those big dogs. And you talked about it. You know, Florida State was the original big dog, and you know, mm -hmm. getting back there is what everybody's goal is. But uh, not that you're not motivated and maybe what a fan might consider a smaller battle because we want every kid that, that we target. But mm -hmm. is there a little extra motivation when you are going up against some of those traditional powers and, and you're, you're recruiting head-to-head -head with 
you know, a bigger game, just like when we see bigger games on on TV, we we get a little bit more amped up for it. It's such a group effort. I don't. I think that you know when we have recruit meetings, it's a full staff meeting. The whole staff is in there, and I got great guys like my graduate assistant uh, Cooper Williams and, and our analyst uh, Gay Fertitta. That we got so many layers that goes into this recruiting. It's not just the like. I think it's viewed that way because everybody loves the sport of football, and we love the season. You know, and when it's out of season, we have to have something that gives us a reminder, something of the season going into. So, you know, we talk about the two seasons in football, the end season and the off season. And and I think the fans are just as passionate about the off season because it gives them that brief competition of what's coming in the end season. So yeah. I just think that's how much we love the sport. Now, you, you're right. I don't I don't pay much attention to it because recruiting is, is ever changing and ever flowing. But I just think that's what it is, just the passion of this sport that we have that we don't want it to end. So whether we're facing each other on the field or we're facing each other in a recruiting battle, I guess, is what they want to kind of perceive it. It's just more of we love the sport. So we love all aspects of the sport from we look at the newcomer interviews. We, we want to see, OK, oh, it's just like playing them on the field. So it's a way for fans to kind of engage and, and show pride in their team and their fanhood. So, you know, I just think they're just two season attached to it. But, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't get into it much. I'm more directly, you know, try to do the job and, and we all kind of focus on the job so much that. Um, you don't, you kind of get, you, you don't, you don't hear a lot of it, but yeah, I just think fans love Florida state. They love to hear about those, you know, like, especially cause they can't wait for the game. So if you only go for the game, you only play once a year. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a tough sport. It's different than basketball. We only play 12 games a year and you only play that team once a year. So I think in recruiting in the fans mind, it's a way to play them 25 times a year in recruiting, you know, it's a way <laughs> yeah. to, try to still get that cheer and that, that show that pride and that, and that team. So that, that's awesome. You know, that's awesome. The support and the, the, we love this sport and the more this sport gets loved, I love it because this sport helps so many young men get where they want to go. So I love it. Yeah. Got a couple more for you and, and we'll get you out of here. We certainly appreciate your time. Some fun ones. What, you know, I know you don't get a lot of time off and certainly not in June, the, the way that mm-hmm. uh, that month is, is set up with visits. But when mm-hmm. it, when you're not recruiting, you're not coaching, you're not developing, uh, what do you do? What do you do for fun? What, what's your, what's your, not, what's your non-football fun? I'm with, <laughs> I'm with, I'm with family. This sport does take away hobbies. You know, there's not many hobbies out there. You know, once you. <laughs> You get, I enjoy family, man. You know, me and my wife, I got a dog named Juco, you know, junior college that he's an AA degree dog. I don't know if he's ready for four year university. <laughs> Juco. Um, but he, we love him, you know, so I like hanging out with him. I love hanging out with my wife. We uh, travel. My family's in Chicago. My wife's family in Nashville. We like to travel and go see our nieces and nephews and hope because you don't get to do that much um, during the, the off season or the season, to be honest. So we're trying to see them as much as possible. I love, I love clay shooting. I'm, I'm, I'm a big, you know, sportsmanship type of guy. You know, I love to, we talk about, you know, I, I'm into guns and shooting the clays and things like that. I, I enjoy doing those things. Um, and shoot, that's about it, man. I'm, I'm pretty simple when it comes to it. I enjoy being around my players. You know, I'm, I'm on vacation. I popped up on them and worked out yesterday just to be around them and, and you know, show their support because I, I like to see them working. I like to see them doing what they love to do. So I'm pretty simple when it comes to those kind of things, you know. I know you're a big cigar guy. We sent you one. Shout out my guy, uh, Reagan at R and R. We sent you some. What's what are some of your? Uh, can we, you know, we lift up the national championship at the end of the end of the year. What what do you, uh-huh. what's, your, what do you what's your go to stick? Well, I, I got to wait to you know. I'm, I'm exploring all nil opportunities. Um, <laughs> cigar brand. So if anybody want to reach out to me, I'd be willing to smoke their cigar when we win a national. <laughs> smoke their cigar, we win a national championship. 
I'm learning from the I'm learning from the players, you know. From the so kids, I'm right? Yeah, I'm, learning, you I'm learning from the players, you know. So I got, I got to <laughs> all 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 brands until somebody reach out to me and we, we can do something. We'll we'll see what we can hook up. <laughs> um last one I got for you, we'll get out of here. Would you say you're more motivated by uh the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat? We always remember the losses. You know, and 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 what I remember the, with the wins is, is is the player faces and 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 watching them come to a point where they where they knew they can and they'd get it done. You know, I remember seeing the players' faces and the reaction in the locker room, the celebration. I remember that, and every loss, I remember what I could have done better, and what what could I have fixed. So the losses always ring true in the mind. I mean, every coach remembers the losses. If you talk to any coach, they're gonna go, "Oh, I remember when they beat us." They're not going to say they remember when they won. You know, they're going to talk about an adverse moment. Even if they did win, they're going to talk about an adverse moment in the game because we're always striving to be better and, and be our, our best versions of ourselves, even as a coach. So I think, you know, really, really defeat. But really, it's being I mean, being a coach is being able to vicariously live through those players. I mean, that's, that's what we all, you know, I, I, I wish I could do what they did and I can. So I want to help them get where they want to go. And that's where your passion breathes. And it's still a little bit of competition in all of us. So. I've enjoyed just being able to see those guys start from where they start and end where they end, you know, and, and, and the Bible talks about the glory to the seed, you know, and, and, from, and the, when the seed is planted, the tree is the glory. So I get to watch the process of the seed growing into the glory of what it becomes. So I enjoy it. I mean, you know, that's why I always tell people, you talk about how much we work, man. I never work a day in my life because I get to, get to watch these guys, you know, accomplish their goals. I love it. I love it. Coach, thank you for uh, taking some time and chatting with us today. Um, mm-hmm. We really appreciate you uh, for hanging out. Oh, we're yeah. Excited for, uh, we're excited for the fall to roll around and get up to Tallahassee for Duquesne. We'll, of course, see you guys in New Orleans and can't wait for that one, too. But thank now, you. Hold on. For, hold on. Hold on. Before we go, I got a question for y'all now. Uh-oh. Because I heard y'all bring up Guthrie. <laughs> you know, so for right now, if we're talking about non-sit-down restaurants, is Guthrie's the best restaurant in Tallahassee for non like sit down in the restaurant? Yeah, that's correct. Best you yeah. best drive through you can get for sure. Would you, would you agree? I, I'd say especially, but you know, it's a time. Richie, they pay us. Remember, they pay us, bro. <laughs> no, it's it's great at noon. It's phenomenal after midnight. I'll put it that there way. There you go. They say, so yeah, I wanted to make sure. You know, I mean, I saw the sign at the bottom down there. You know, I mean, I wanted to make sure I, I can't get right there. So I said, all right, let me let me test and see where they lower to at right now. Let me see where y'all at with it. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it is <laughs> many of hey. late nights there. I think it's the uniqueness. Like you can't like they're not every like I mean you know they're not paying us, but I love Chick Fil A too. I mean I love chicken, so like you know I'm not gonna turn down much chicken at all. But Chick Fil A you can get like absolutely everywhere. Well, Guthrie's only a couple of them around, and there's not you know there's none in Orlando. The one in Tampa is like an hour away. So the <laughs> uniqueness is unmatched. Yeah, the sauce. We're, we're working on getting them out to to New Orleans. We're trying to get that and make that happen. Ooh, we're we're excited. Want to go head to head with Canes, son? Let's go. Let's, now we're Listen, talking about it. Uh, now we're, now we're talking you, about. We're gonna have a, 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 a tailgate outside go. the Superdome, but we're gonna have them. Yeah, you <laughs> talking uh, about it's gonna be some fights out there. <laughs> we <laughs> shout out. You were talking about battles. Uh, They're building a Canes right across the street ooh, from Guthrie's. I don't know if you know ooh, that or not. Ooh, ooh, I texted my Guthrie's guy the press release for that, and he said. You know what he said? He rhymes me with you. He said, bring it on. I like the battle. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's go. <laughs> Yo, like, you bring it, bring it. I yeah. love it, man. It makes you step up your game. Competition breathes the breath out of it. Guys, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, and um, I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you so you much coach. for hanging out, man. Good luck this year. Appreciate it.
Thanks, buddy. Alex Atkins, Florida State's offensive coordinator. Uh, appreciate him a ton for hanging out, man. I mean, he he was great. I was worried, though, when he said he had a question there at the end. I was like, man, this is going to be tough. But, yeah, you know, of course, Guthrie's <laughs> the GOAT. So, uh, oh, yeah. appreciate appreciate Alex. Appreciate FSU uh, for setting that up and getting getting us taken care of. Um, but getting Coach on, uh, of course, appreciate Guthrie's. Um, Garnet and Gold, you can use code uh, no slaw n o s l a w a garnet and gold uh, dot com get you a coach had a fire looking polo on go get you an fsu polo go get you some uh, gear for the summer and uh, stay tuned for that drop that nike drop coming up in just a little over a month in august so shout out garnet and gold and then of course shout out graham co you can use code uh dfns 15 i'm sorry 25 dfns 25 you get 25 percent off of your order, all your Delta 8 needs, gummies, vapes, pre-rolls, all of the above. Uh, appreciate the sponsors. Appreciate the love. Richie, thanks for doing this from work. I think we're done with pop-up episodes this week. So you can get back to, I mean, unless something else crazy happens, but you can get back to work. We'll be back on Sunday with our regularly scheduled program. Hope you guys all have a great day. Until next time, go Noles.